Happy day, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to share with you my latest travels, tips, insights, and inspirations on the air. If you're tuning in for the first time or for the first time in a while, the focus of my podcast is information that I share on my website blog. So how do you find my blog? From your favorite web browser, navigate to my website, www.copperrangellc.com and click blog. It's on the left side of the front page, or you may need to clip a drop-down menu if you access my site on a mobile device. My blog posts have the great photos behind these stories, so you definitely want to make a stop to my website so you can check out the photos behind these blog pieces and these podcasts. Also on my website, copperrangellc.com, you can also view all my images. You can learn about me. You can keep up with my art show schedule. And there will be, I think, fingers crossed, a few art shows this year despite the pandemic. Actually, almost all of my art shows have been canceled this year due to, due to pandemic. But there still might be a couple we have towards the end of the year. Safety first, right? So at my art shows, you'll find my work for purchase. It's really a great way to shop my photography in person and meet me. But you can also shop safely and easily online. Just click the buy icon on any photo and you'll be on your way to an easy and safe shopping experience and you'll join the ranks of my collectors. Today's podcast is titled Moonstruck. This is about a four to five minute listen. So the full moon has a long aura of mystery and magic about it. Some say it triggers wanderlust meaning a desire to travel, wander, or roam. Travel and new experiences offer empowerment, education, and opportunity, so I'm all in for the moon and its wanderlust charm. But our moon is really so much more. It plays a critical role in producing the environment required for life to thrive on Earth, not something we always think about. If the moon suddenly disappeared, the consequences for many forms of life would be devastating. Tides would be affected and many animals that hunt only at night and are adapted only for night hunting would likely perish. Bottom line, if the moon just disappeared, some species would just die off and Earth's weather and climate would be noticeably altered. In my On my website blog, I have links to a lot of the facts and background information that I'm sharing today, so you definitely want to go visit and read on more of these topics. So the moon is the second brightest regularly visible celestial object in Earth's sky. And as Genesis says, then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, the moon. So the April 2020 supermoon, which is the largest of the full moons in 2020, inspired me to turn my lens on it. And now I'm a bit moonstruck. So I had not done a lot of shooting of the moon, if you will, uh, prior to this April 2020 supermoon. But I said, well, here's a challenge. Let's try this out. So um, you definitely want to check out my website and the blog post to look at the photos of from the 2020 supermoon. And these were taken uh, with my tripod-mounted Canon EOS 5D Mark IV 
and my 560 millimeter lens configuration. And what that is, is I have a 400 millimeter Canon lens with the 1.4 Canon extender on it. This is really, that's really a terrific lens. Uh, most of my telephoto work is done with that configuration. There have been a few other configurations I've used, um, but most of it's done with that. But all the photos that are on the blog post about the Moonstruck were taken with my uh, 560 millimeter. Again, it's the 400, can 400 millimeter Canon with the 1.4 extender. So the settings I used are also written up in the blog post, so you can shutter speed and all that. So check that out if you're interested. So not only did I shoot the April supermoon, but in the 11 days leading up to the June 5th, 2020 full moon, which was also called the strawberry moon, not because of the color, but because of the time of year that this moon happens. Um, so when I, when I w conditions were right, I also try to photograph that moon. Again, you want to visit the website to check out not only my shots of the April 2020 supermoon, but the June 2020 strawberry moon. It's a lot of fun. So as you find out when you read the blog that I generally have used the same settings for the shots I did of the April a super moon as well as for the June a strawberry moon, except for no tripod. You know, what I have found is that even when you have a longer exposure time, the tripod really makes no difference in image clarity, at least for me. And I think for a lot of photographers who are used to sort of, you know, holding up you know, somewhat of a heavier camera. Uh, my experience is, is that if you have a steady hand and you've built up the strength to kind of hoist and hold your eight to 10 pound equipment, um, you might find that a tripod is unnecessary. And this is sort of one of my comments and experiences really on the use of tripods. There are definitely situations where they are critical. You know, for example, if you're in a single place for a long time and you are waiting for something to happen, whether it's for a certain wildlife to appear or for a certain scene to develop and you're shooting with a very heavy piece of equipment. Uh, makes sense to have a tripod, um, but there are conditions and a lot of the conditions I'm in, I'm really on the go and I'm not doing a lot of that kind of sh waiting and standing for something to develop. Um, and even when I am, I found that with the equipment I have, because I've become, a, I've taught myself basically, I've trained myself how to carry and hold a heavier camera and shoot with it, that I now can do it uh, very effectively without a tripod. That's not everybody's case, and in the beginning you may really need a tripod, um, but I would encourage you to sort of give yourself some experience and exercise with using your equipment without a tripod. So then last, uh, as I think uh, many folks know, most of the photos I use, I, that I shoot, excuse me, including the ones that I'm referring to in this post on Moonstruck, they are typically processed in Adobe Lightroom and or Photoshop, and that's essentially to adjust for exposure and to preserve the very best image clarity that I can. So let's get back to some really cool facts about the moon. You know, this is really an interesting topic. Did you know that if you set a single green pea like a vegetable pea, next to a U.S. nickel, you'd have a pretty good idea of the size of the moon compared to the Earth. So the moon is actually pretty small compared to the Earth. NASA has some terrific facts, easy to absorb information about the moon. There's a, a link in my website blog. Here's a few of them um, that I'll share with you that are also on the blog. Um, the uh, NASA has a uh, 
plans to create a permanent presence on the moon under its, what's called its Artemis program. Uh, the Artemis program will send the first woman and the next man to the moon and develop a sustainable human presence on the moon and set the stage for further human exploration of, of Mars. The program Artemis takes its name from the twin sister of Apollo and the goddess of the moon in Greek mythology. That's kind of cool. Among other things, Artemis is also the goddess of the wilderness, the hunt, and wild animals. The leading theory of the moon's origin is that a Mars-sized body collided with Earth about 4.5 billion years ago. The debris left by this collision formed our moon 239,000 miles away. So, you know, the moon is pretty far away. It sometimes looks so close, particularly when you're shooting it, and particularly even when you've got a real you know, good sharp image of it. But it's over, well over 230, 200,000 200, miles away. The newly formed moon was in a molten state, but within about 100 million years, most of the molten material crystallized with less dense rocks floating upward and eventually forming the lunar crust. So the moon is Earth's only natural satellite. The moon goes around the Earth at a distance of about 239,000 miles or 385,000 kilometers. More than 105 robotic spacecraft have been launched to explore the moon. NASA currently has three robotic spacecraft exploring the moon, the uh, Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter and the twin Artemis spacecraft. So these are things that are orbiting the moon right now. So far, the moon is the only celestial body beyond Earth visited by humans. 24 humans have traveled from the Earth to the moon and 12 walked on the moon's surface. In 1972, the last human visited the moon's surface. That I found really interesting. 1972, wow, that was a long time ago. There's been a long time since humans have been on the moon's surface. But there is a lot of science and exploration still occurring on the moon. Uh, NASA is gearing up to set up a permanent lunar presence on the moon under, again, the Artemis program. And did you know this is sort of interesting? We always see the same side of the moon from Earth. You have to go into space to see the other side, the dark side of the moon. Um, and there are actually other countries um, that have attempted to land on the moon. Some have been successful and some have not been successful. Uh, India and Israel tried and failed um, to land on the moon, whereas in 2019, China successfully landed a, ro a rover on the far side of the moon. Um, that has never been done before, and that's been um, studied very closely by NASA. So, last but not least, um, supermoons get their name because of how close they are to Earth. So, a supermoon doesn't refer to the size of the moon. It's really just it's a distance um, from the Earth, and it's closer to the Earth than any, any other time in its orbit. That's a really interesting fact. Um, they look bigger, which is why we because they are a little bit closer, um, and uh, but they're not necessarily any bigger in size. The moon is a constant size. It just looks bigger because it's closer. Kind of like when you're shooting with a telephoto lens, you, something looks bigger because you got a sharp zoom in on it. So thank you for listening today. I hope you get a chance to get out and shoot the moon, if you will. Visit my website, www.copperrangellc.com, where you'll find links to many of the issues in this podcast. 
You can view my wildlife and nature images, send me an email, keep up with my show schedule, and become a collector. There's a sale going on right now um, through the end of August, so you'll also you know, go to the website and you'll get the coupon for that if you want to do some shopping. You'll get some good deals through the end of the summer. Have a great day.